done. Um, I would, when I was um, doing some research about pastoring and stuff, I came across some information that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, statistics and things about pastors. And I wanted to kind of just read those over to you. It said, 1,500 pastors leave their ministry month, each month due to a moral failure, intention in churches, or spiritual burnout. 50% of pastors will be divorced by the time. <laughs> Thank God that one didn't happen. 50% <laughs> uh, of pastors will be divorced by the time they leave their ministry. 80% pastors and 84% of their spouses will feel discouraged and unqualified for their roles as pastors. 50% of the people will be discouraged and they will leave. Um, and they, they just feel like they have no other way to make a living. Um, our, let's see. 80% of spouses feel their spouse is overworked, and 80% wish their husbands would leave the ministry. 80% of pastor's wives say the most destructive event that ever occurred in their marriage was having family was to enter the ministry. Don't feel that way. 70% <laughs> of the pastors fight depression. 40% have had an extent extramarital affair since starting the ministry. 70% of our pastors say that only time studying the word is when they are preparing a sermon, is when they feel that, you know, that they are loved. And so, um, you know, these, these are really high. You know, we need to make sure that we thank and, and honor pastors and, and what they do for us in front of us and behind the scenes. I just um, wanted to speak about that. I'm going to ask the Lord's blessing because I'm really nervous. <laughs> and Jesus, I, I just pray that um, you'd uh, give me the words to say. Let it be pleasing to you. And uh, calm my nerves. And let me get through this and, and you be honored. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to honor and thank our pastor. Not only is this man a pastor, but he's my husband, 32 years. And um, he's been my leader in the family and in the church. He's the priest of our home. He's a bookkeeper, floor sander, refinisher, a friend to very many and a lover of people. You can't be in the ministry and not love people. And I've had to stay in the background and let him love people. And just kind of, you know, watch him do his thing. And in the years and years of doing this, you know, I've learned that uh, a marriage you share, you know, and you share your friendship. And we have lots of friendships that we do share. I married Cliff at a very early age. My dad can attest to that. <laughs> and, um, and, and he kept saying, someday, someday, I feel that I'm going to go into ministry. I got God's call on my life. 
Well, you know, no matter how much you run, if you've got that call in your life, you're not going to get rid of it. You might as well do what God wants you to do because it's going to be rough until you do do that. But we decided to go into the ministry because we knew that call was there and it wasn't going to leave. So we sold everything, went to Bible college. We raised four beautiful children. Uh, We were in the spotlight, a magnifying glass, a fishbowl. And as our church grew, you know, people would find faults, criticize. After Sunday service, the phone would ring, you know, and, and just get on to him for what he said. I can't believe you said this. I sh- you shouldn't have said it this way. You know, and it got to where on Sunday afternoons I dreaded going home because I knew the phone was going to ring. This not here. This was our church in Massachusetts never happened here but they would just you know I can't believe you said that or you shouldn't have said this and uh, and he's humbly okay I'm I'm so sorry you feel that way I'm sorry you know I'll do better next time and you know he'd get off the phone and he's what was that all about you know and he'd tell me and I'd be I can't believe they'd say that I just want to you know I'm going to call him right back and you know just Cliff he would just take me and reassure me no that wouldn't do any good, just let them, you know, I got broad shoulders, I can handle it. You know, if they need to to yell at me, so be it. I got broad shoulders. Well, for you see, Cliff was already at an early age in his ministry practicing his favorite scripture, which is in Micah 6.8. And it says, Know, O people, the Lord has told you what is good and and is what that is required of you. Do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. Cliff was shown the art of loving people at an early age. He he loves people with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. I know sometimes he might love, (laughs) I felt like he loved them more than he loved me through our marriage, but um, we'd get through it. And uh, sometimes Cliff would give somebody who was starting out, the silverware out of our drawer. And I'd come home, why do we only have six forks now? And oh, so-and-so moved in a new house and they don't have any, any uh, silverware. I'm like, okay, you know, and I'd come home and something else, where's, where's this? Oh, I gave it to so-and-so, oh, okay. So he was always giving my stuff away. <laughs> so I'd tell him, give your stuff away, not my stuff. But anyway, he, he, he would give from what we had. He would mow elderly women's homes, their, their lawns. He, he would just visit them and, you know, they'd make mention, oh, my lawn needs to be mowed. Next thing you know, he's out there mowing it for him. He would give to strangers a car ride and talk to them and, and share the, the love of God, you know, in a car ride. Um, 
treating everybody justly. Um, sometimes he'd bring home babies for a week because their parents needed a break, and we'd watch this baby. Um, and all these deeds that he would do, he did in love. He treated everybody justly. And he's loyal to our God. Over the years, the scripture was our motto. Our family then realized it. We didn't really, you know, the scripture's on the back of your mind, and you're hearing it, but to actually live it out for your life. You know, we raised our four children, and through the, the years, they've married Christian you know, people and are having babies of their own and living their life, you know, and they're lovers of people too, and they love mercy, do just, and to watch that continuing legacy where it started from him is just, you know, it's, it's, it does your heart good to see this, you know, from a father, a pastor that lived out his favorite scripture every day to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly before his God. This past year, I have seen this passage more evident. When Cliff was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I was devastated. How could God allow this great guy this great pastor and this awesome husband to have this. We cried. I got angry. I questioned God as I cried in Cliff's arms. He tells me that he's actually honored that God would consider him strong enough for this challenge. And he was. We didn't even know how many people were brought together for this morning of his surgery. For prayer was going on all over this world for this man, for this surgery, for that surgeon. He has touched so many lives through his justice and loving kindness and walking humbly. He's taught lots of friends by living out a life of examples of the scripture. Reflecting on all the experience as a pastor's co a couple, we have never felt so much love and support as we have this past year. It is said that the congregation is a reflection of the pastor. And I have seen you and watched you Love justly, love kindness, and watch you as you walk humbly before your God. You stood behind Cliff during his, this first year of ministry, finding out some really, really bad news, very discouraging news about sin in the camp. You guys stood behind Cliff during the remodeling of this beautiful church, often working hours and hours without Cliff even being here. We thank you for that. You guys were our rock when that cancer critter rose its ugly head. 
You can't know what all the encouraging words, your cards, your letters, your emails, and your entries in the Caring Bridge meant to us. It carried us through some of the hardest, darkest days in our life. Thank you. So now that we have worked out all these distractions that we've had over the last three years, two and a half years, they're just nothing but distractions. It's time to get down to business and to build this church that does justice, that loves kindness, and we walk humbly before our, work, our Lord. Thank you, Cliff, for setting the standards of what the Lord requires of us. Thank you for your unselfish service. So don't be discouraged if things don't seem to be growing like we think it needs to. Be faithful. God will fill these seats in his time. Just know about you should not grow weary in your well-doing. I really believe God is bringing people in. Just be patient. I know God loves you, and he will honor your heart's desire. I am so proud and love you more now than when I married you 32 and a half years ago. Thank you for all you've taught me and our family. We thank you for your service and for your courage to preach truth. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's hard. The challenge, I also want to challenge um, you here to make a commitment to stay and work within this church to do what God requires of us, to do the right thing. People have tried all kinds of ways to please God, but God has made his wishes clear. He wants his people to do what is right, love mercy, and to walk humbly with him. In your efforts to please God, examine these areas in your, in your own life on a regular basis. Are you fair when dealing with people? Do you show mercy when those have wronged you? Are you learning humility? It is a daily pr process to practice these things. Before you know it, these, these will be the part of your personality, your lifestyle, your family. Thanks again, Pastor Cliff, for being a walking testimony to these scripture. Thank you for all the service, prayers, concern for this church family. Let us go and be examples of Mike's, Micah 6.8. Do what is right, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> we love you. Father God, I thank you so much for my dear wife, and I thank you for the work that you've given us to do. Sometimes it's been very busy, and we needed 25 hours a day to do it. And sometimes um, we just need your help and direction to know how to proceed. But I thank you for your faithfulness, because your faithfulness teaches us faithfulness. Thank you for my dear wife. I pray that you'll bless her. We do thank you, O oh God, for this 
corner that you've helped around with her health this week. Continue to bless her. Continue to use her, particularly in a ministry to women that she's beginning to pick up, God, and, and uh, anoint and bless her. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we've got to minister to this church, and we need your help, we need your guidance, we need your spirit to um, show us how to do. It's our desire to please you. Whether there's 100 people in here or 10 people in here, our first and foremost desire is to be doing what you'd have to do uh, right. I'd rather do right with 10 than be crooked with 100. Pray, God, that you'd help us uh, be faithful, help those that you've called us to work with to be faithful to your ministry too. And uh, we'll give you all the honor and glory. And I thank you for my dear wife and for the courage that she exercised to, to share from her heart today. Bless each of us, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now,